What's up, guys? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Alrighty. Um, wanted to come to you guys today through the mic and uh, help help you guys out. Uh, a lot of footballers out there ask me, you know, how did I get over to Sweden or or Europe or Denmark, uh, and and how I made that possible from playing, you know, college soccer over in the U.S. So, you know, after doing some reflecting and, and, and looking back at my journey, you know, there's a lot of things that have gone on uh, since I finished playing college soccer at the end of 2017. So it's been, wow, it's almost been three years, has it? Uh, almost, no, two years. It's been two and a half years now because we are in April of 2020, and um, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy ride. Um, definitely something I have not, ex- a lot of things that I did not expect to go on, definitely, but it's been so exciting. I've learned so much. I've met so many people and built so built so many relationships, as well as so many skills and lifelong, yeah, so many, so many skills that pertain to life, really, you know, that have made me stronger uh, as a person, as well as in my faith, you know, Um, so yeah, I've learned a lot, I've learned, you know, the importance of persistence, the importance of, you know, having faith, and a lot of different principles that I'll touch upon so, yeah, um, we're going to start when I finished playing college soccer. So, well, just to give a very brief background of my college, I played at Canisius College in Buffalo, New York, a small D1 school up there for four years, and I redshirted one year. Um, did not get a lot of playing time at all. Let's see, just a few games. Majority, you know, I was a backup over there. And so I did my grad season in Florida at Palm Beach Atlantic University, you know, so, um, man, I would love, <laughs> I would love to even just talk about that whole process and everything, um, but there's, you know, there's a lot to cover in this, and I, I definitely, well, we'll save that for another time, so yeah, I finished my, I played my grad season fall of 2017 in West Palm Beach, Florida, and at Palm Beach Atlantic University, and, you know, after playing there, I realized like we had such a good team there, and you know we we competed for the national championship that year, um, ranked number two in the country, uh, and you know so yeah we lost in the NCAA tournament, but it was you know just you know incredible experience there. So um, especially because you know in Florida. <laughs> Great grass facilities, beautiful, uh, right by the beach, all that stuff. So the season ends in early November, and I wanted to continue my playing career after after college. So you know, I knew I always knew that there was these 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 open combines that go on. So there was one coming up in Fort Lauderdale. December 21st or 19th of of that year I just I really 
remember just preparing for that. That's that's why the date really does stick out to me. Um, even though this is in 2017, you know. Um, and I remember taking those, the, the whole month of November as well as December just to really train and get better to prepare for that combine. It felt, it felt freeing. I felt free after, after finishing college, you know, cause there's, again, there's a lot of, you know, things that go on within college soccer. Sometimes you're not playing and sometimes, you know, but you know, this felt like a new, a new challenge, you know, to go for, you know, to play post, post college. And, um, so I signed up for this combine called PSC, Pro Soccer Consulting Combine in, in Fort Lauderdale. They've ran a lot of combines and, you know, I've heard of them and, you know, so, you know, I decided, okay, I'm going to do that one. And yeah, I was just preparing for that. I remember, I remember in December when everyone went home, uh, cause the semester was done, but I stayed until the, you know, that combine started, uh, towards mid, mid to late December. And, um, yeah, went out there and I had actually, you know, met met one of my former from my former buddies that I did not expect to meet out there, you know. Um it was another goalkeeper from my hometown who I had saw on Instagram had gone to play in Sweden for the past 2 years and, you know, playing pro overseas. I thought that was really cool. And um and I, I had known that he'd gone over there. Uh, I never really talked with him since, and then I go to the combine and he's there. So, you know, we talked and it was it was good. He was a, he was also a goalkeeper. So, um, you know, Sam Howard is his name. So, um, yeah, it was it was great to reconnect with him. He gave me so much advice. You know, great great insight about you know, you know these combines. You know, he had been through them. So, um, yeah, it was great. And um, but you know. It, you know, after the P, the, the combine, like I didn't get too much action. I think I went three days. It was like three day trial. Every day was 11 v 11 games, um, 80 plus players. Um, and actually at these combines, uh, coaches from overseas come. So I know there was coaches from Sweden were there, I think, and like Iceland and, and Europe uh, and some USL clubs. I was really interested in and playing in USL or pretty much anywhere pro. Um, so yeah, and I thought I played very solid. Um, but I didn't get a lot of action, you know. Sometimes as a goalkeeper, it's like, hey man, your team's winning the game, it's eleven v eleven, you don't get a lot of action on your side. So um yeah, I didn't get too much action. I think I conceded only one goal in all three days in total. You know, that just, you know, so I was solid in what I could do, but it wasn't like, it didn't do a lot to impress, you know, um, because, you know, I was always on the winning team, I felt. So, um, yeah, so I talked with, you know, after that combine, there wasn't really enough to, uh, for a club to, you know, that was interested. So um, I went home for Christmas, you know, planning out what I was going to do next and, they wanted to actually bring me on one of their European tours to Latvia, but I had chosen, I was like, I wasn't so sure about it, but then, you know, I, I ended up going to their next combine in Orlando in, in January, 
Um, and another three-day combine, saw them again. And, and, you know, working with a lot of players who are also, you know, going after pro contracts and things like that. So, yeah, again, another, like, what, 70 to 80 players, you know, all varying levels, you know, uh, some very good players. And then, you know, some on the other uh, part of the spectrum, you know. So, um, but it was a really cool experience. Um, and just to work with, you know, European coaches uh, professionals, things like that, um, so, yeah, and then at the end of the PSC combine, I, I knew that, the, that there was the MLS combine going on in Orlando as well, right, so I decided, I knew that, like, I, I had been researching, like, all, you know, MLS.com and, and USL, dot com and things like that about like the teams like who needs to go you know contacts you know I've been I was talking to an agent at the an agent at the time as well and he gave me some gave me his list of contacts and I was you know contacting clubs you know saying like hey do you guys need a goalkeeper he's my highlight tape he's my you know CV pretty much you know anything you know and I saw clubs are coming down to Florida for preseason so I decided you know what I'm gonna I'm going to, you know, call or email all these clubs if they're coming down to Florida near West Palm Beach because I'm, I'm down here at West Palm Beach. Uh, and, you know, I could just slide right in, you know, um, for preseason trials. Um, so the MLS Combine rolls around in January and I decide to, it's in Orlando, so I decided to just, even though I wasn't invited to participate in it, I decided to go and just view it you know, as, as a, like a spectator. And, you know, I went with, you know, the goal of, oh, okay, yeah, I can watch the MLS Combine, but also more of the goal of, <clears throat> um, to meet and network with these coaches. Cause obviously the MLS coaches are going to be there too. Right. And the USL coaches are going to be there too. Right. You know, so I had been, you know, researching and, and, you know, there were some teams that I had been talking to. So what I did was, and, and I, and I would, and I recognize their faces because, you know, like I'm doing my, my, my research, you know, LinkedIn, you know, I see their profiles on their websites. So I see their faces. So when I see them in person, you know, even if they had emailed me back saying, okay, we're full with goalkeepers or we are unsure or didn't even reply at all, whichever the case was, if I saw them and I had emailed them or if I had contacted them, I, I approached them and just introduced myself just so we can get, you know, face-to-face interaction, you know, a handshake and just say, hey, I'm John, you know, we had been talking through email, you know, I played this, you know, at this university and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we got your stuff, you know, and and things like that. So, you know, it was, it was, it was a good networking opportunity. So my goal was to try to, you know, see if I can, you know, you know, exchange more, more, more business cards or, you know, and, and, and earn a trial, you know, with, with, with a team. Um, I ended up meeting an agent over there cause there's agents as well. Um, and he was from Denmark and I thought that was really cool. And he um, 
said he was running a combine in Denmark and he was just looking to get some extra players to come. So he was like, all right, just come. Uh, he's like, I'm pretty much full, but or I'm almost full, but I'm just looking to get a few more players. Just come and, you know, you, know, you can you could you could participate free of charge, you know, just get your just get your flight over there and, you know, I'll have a place for you to stay and and you just cover your food too you know so it's like all right wow that's a, sounds like a great opportunity so i go over there well actually you know i keep thinking about it you know and he also told me you know i could bring some buddies as well so um i invited one of my buddies from palm beach atlantic university uh jerry and you know <laughs> it's the first time leaving the country you know for both of us so you know, I was like, man, this is, this is exciting, man. Like, you know, going over for an, a combine in Denmark, you know, we'll see how it goes and, and, and hopefully get a contract out of it. And it was like maybe one or two days before the agent texts me saying like, I'm very nervous because all the players, majority of his players were from Africa and like West Africa as well. I think like Cameroon. And their visas were getting denied, as in, like, Denmark was not allowing them to come into the country, um, even though it was just for trials. I don't know the exact details why, but that was just the case. So I was like, oh, man, that's really interesting. What's going to happen, you know? And so he called, so I, t you know, I ended up catching, we, we, me, but me and Jerry, you know, we already had booked our flights, you know. So we get on the flight, we get over there. And when we're in London on our layover, we're, uh, you know, you know, the agent calls me and says, yeah, it's really messed up. Like all the guys can't come. So, you know, and, you know, basically it turned out like he had to cancel the combine. But it was, you know, at first I was like, wow, that's really crazy. You know, like this book to, you know, we're, we're about to be over there. But what had happened, what it ended up turning into a blessing because me and Jerry get over there and there was four other Americans as well. And so it was just six of us. And those four other Americans were part of the same club and they had like a sporting director from, from the U.S. with them as well. So that was their, their you know, connection that they all came over with. And, and there was also me and Jerry. And basically it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because instead of having a combine where all the coaches would just come for you know like a day event or a few days what what he did was he you know we were able to go to clubs themselves and just trial with clubs and train with clubs you know pro clubs out in Denmark so like in Copenhagen and, and all that so it, you know it was to me it was much better because you know you, you get to go and you know the first day was amazing you know like we got to train with BK Frem, a uh, pretty historic team in, in Copenhagen, and, you know, just going to the locker rooms, and it was, you know, going out to the pitch and training with the, with the team, it was really, really cool, um, you know, just, you know, getting the gear, all that stuff, um, so, you know, I was just trying to soak up as much as I could, also, you know, listen to the agent, you know, what he had to say, things like that, because, you know, he was helping us out, and, Pretty much every day we would go to a new club, a new a new place. And Denmark is not that big. So we were driving around 
everywhere in Denmark, you know, he, we drove from like one side all the way to the other is, you know, four, three, four hours, you know, you know, we would stop by at this place and go to another and, you know, you know, every day we were just going to a new club and I train, I ended up training with a club just outside of Aarhus, A-A-H-R-U-S is how you spell it, I can't pronounce it, Aarhus, yeah, Aarhus, yeah. Danish is very tough, I'll tell you that, like, talk about one of the toughest languages out there, like, um, it is a rough language, (laughs) because, like, Swedish is, like, is also a very tough language, but it's, it's pleasant to hear, I like listening to people talk in Swedish, you know, it's kind of like a singing language, very interesting, but Danish is, is like Swedish as well, but it's also a mixture between that and German, which, which German is very, like, rough, and, like, like, yeah, so, anyways, um, yeah, so, there was one club that I trained with that, you know, they had an injured goalkeeper, so they were looking for a goalkeeper, and, um, in, in, in Aarhus, and, um, yeah, I play very well at the tra- at the training session, and you know they said, okay, we'll stay in contact and everything, and yeah. So what happened next was, um, I actually was just trying to build as many contacts as I could as well while I was there, you know, and I knew that Bill Hamid was out there playing for FC Michelin. Uh, you know, the top team in Denmark. Um, and Bill Hamid is a goalkeeper uh, who plays for DC United in the MLS. Um, and, you know, I knew Bill because I was playing for uh, a club where his dad was the coach ever since I was a kid, you know, ever since I was 14 years old. His dad was, was, my, was my coach. Um, so, and I knew Bill from camps and things like that growing up. So, you know, here I am, what, eight, eight, nine years later in Denmark and, uh, Bill's out there. So, you know, I, I understood that like, this is another thing I found out as well and, and started to understand is that like when you're a foreign player overseas, you really appreciate when, you know, family or someone like someone from your home country, like another American, for example, in this case, comes to visit you or hangs out with you it it is a breath of fresh air sometimes because sometimes you just feel like you can't get away from you know where you are at the time and things can be going you know frustrating at the time Bill Hamid was not playing in the games um so you know you know I can understand you know like how tough it, it you know it was and especially when yeah there's a lot of factors that go on um so I went out, watched one of his games, met up with him. He was a great guy, great guy. Um, and then that team uh, out in Aarhus that I was that I trained with that one session, you know, calls me and says, "Hey, can you can you get can you get here tomorrow? Because we have a trial match, like we we have a preseason match, and you could play for the for the in the match." And I was like heck yeah, you know, so it's like, you know, it goes from like, this is another thing I learned as well as like, there's a lot of uncertainty that goes on, and there's a lot of spur of the moment decisions that go on, 
you know, and because when, when that coach had called me, called me, I was like three hours away. I was in a different city and I was in Holbeck. Uh, it's a s- small city between Copenhagen and, and Odense. And, um, you know, I was with their academies and, uh, and their first team. I was training with their first team as well and, and coaching their academy. They, they had like a, they had a, like a boarding school program for their academy. So they were training during the day. So I was helping out the goalkeepers throughout the day, training with the first team in the evenings. And yeah, he had called me to come for the, for a preseason trial match. So I was like, of course, you know, so I, I went out there, um, played in the match and, you know, unfortunately, you know, it was, it wasn't, I didn't impress enough, you know, um, but also, you know, there was a lot of other factors, you know, the transfer window was actually closed already. So, you know, this entire trip, it was a total of three weeks over in, in, in Denmark that the whole three weeks, and I did not know this as well, that the transfer market, or the transfer window, the transfer window in Denmark was already closed. It closed January 31st. And me and Jerry had went over there in the beginning of February, you know, so technically they could not sign us. But the thing is, is like, okay, the season ends in June, maybe for next season, you know, so it's always keeping that line of communication open, that line open for, you know, future opportunities, you know, so yeah, there was that. And I thought it was also funny, you know, a lot of players were asking me like, what are you doing here in Denmark, you know, from America? Like they would ask also where I was from in the U.S. And like when I said like West Palm Beach it was funny too because it was in February and it was so cold and like wet and snowy and rainy and dark, you know. And they're like, "What the heck are you doing here?" Because then when I would say West Palm Beach, Florida, they're like, "Is that near Miami?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "They're like, why are you here?" I I would stay there, <laughs> you know. It's funny because Matt Sheldon from Become Elite also says this as well when he went over to Germany. You know, like people wonder why, like they don't understand, but like they, they don't understand what what I kind of, you know, see is like some people just don't understand the grind, you know, I don't know, but like, it's kind of cliche to sound, say, but like, you know, like I'm willing to go, go and, and, and pursue that, you know, a professional contract like that versus, you know, just, you know, staying within my comfort zone, you know, um, so, so yeah, um, so after those three weeks in total, you know, it didn't work out. You know, I didn't sign with, you know, any of the clubs there. You know, the transfer window was closed. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going back to the U.S. Um, I'm finishing up my, I was taking some MBA courses as well. And, um, yeah, I required my attendance as well. So it was just a once a week class and i that's another thing i would recommend like if you're going to definitely go pro don't don't sign up for those spring classes um where it requires your presence if you can take online do that you know um because i felt kind of like pulled between both you know like oh i got to go back do this class you know so um but yeah so i get back to west palm beach i contact the clubs that i was talking with saying that you know okay i'm back from i'm back from denmark you know trials were great you know was training three weeks with professional clubs transfer window was closed so you know 
I'm back here now. I'm, I'm available. You know, I'm available. So, you know, I thought that would help me as well with my leverage with teams in the U.S. So I, you know, wasn't hearing from teams. You know, I was like, you know, some, some, some coaches I would call, you know. It's pretty much cold calling, you know. And it was the, and, and, and you got to be lucky. It, it requires some sort of luck as well because, for example, so I called the Tulsa Roughnecks coach at the time and they're called FC Tulsa now but um yeah I called him and he saw my stuff and he invited me out because it just so happened that their their backup goalkeeper had just gotten injured you know so um he he thought okay well it's a good time to take a look at this goalkeeper so he invites me out and I go out to Tulsa the USL club in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, you know, it was a really interesting experience, um, I get there, and Donovan Ricketts is the goalkeeper coach there, and he is an MLS legend, uh, in the goalkeeping, uh, side, at least, you know, he played with Portland Timbers, like, Galaxy won an MLS Cup, like, I watched this guy on TV, and, like, you know, just going over there, (laughs) And seeing him and training with him was like, wow, that's just very cool, you know. And, um, yeah, it was a really interesting situation. You know, David Vaudrill was the head coach at the time. And um, I, I think a couple months later, he ended up getting let go. But, um, yeah, they had, they had two goalkeepers at the time. And what ended up happening was they brought the third string goalkeeper from the Chicago Fire down on loan while I was there too. So I was there with, with the team in in their in their the team apartments. I had my own apartment and I was I had booked for two and a half weeks, you know, because, you know, he invited me out for two weeks and, you know, I I thought two and a half weeks, you know, that's good enough to showcase myself or at least get some sort of training in. And they ended up telling me that they weren't going to sign me, that they're bringing down the Chicago Fire goalkeeper on loan to the club. And it was actually pretty, I mean, even though I wasn't able to sign with them, it was it was a good experience, you know, training with, with them, as well as, you know, the Chicago Fire goalkeeper was Stephen Cleveland. He came down and roomed with me for the week. So, you know, I learned a lot from him, you know, just living with him for the week and and training with him and training with Donovan man like Donovan Ricketts knows his stuff like it it was it was an, it was an honor <laughs> to train on the same pitch with him I'll tell you that and um yeah so I I ended up going home um back back to or back to West Palm Beach and you know I talk about keeping lines of communication open, right? So before Tulsa, I had known that all the the MLS and USL coaches had came down to Florida. So for preseason, a lot of them, for just preseason trainings, things like that. So I had called the Minnesota United goalkeeper coach, John Pascarella, and, um, you know, just asked, you know, like, 
how I can get involved with training. You know, I had left them a voicemail. And because I'm I'm down there in pre in Florida, and if there's any opportunity, you know, and you know, because I I go off, you know, you know, we talk about a footballer's faith here, right? And you know, something I'm I'll, I'll relate this to is you know, ask and you shall receive, right? That's the, that's what the Bible says, right? You know, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be open to you, right? For those who asks receives, you know, and. So, yeah, I mean, you know, John Pasquarella, JP is what we call him, and he's unbelievable, great guy, great, great guy. And, um, you know, he was very open, um, and, you know, he took a look at my videos and things like that, and he, and he said, you know, it's good, looks good. But he couldn't invite me at the time. It's just a timing thing. So I was like, all right, sure. But when I was in Tulsa and it didn't work out as well, I, you know, we, we had kept a line of communication and I had told him I was out in Tulsa and, he, you know, and we, we continued to, to communicate, you know. So after Tulsa didn't work out, I went back to West Palm Beach. This was about April now. The USL season is starting. The MLS season has started. And I'm without a club, you know. So, but my, my, my coach from Palm Beach Atlantic University says, hey, I'm I'm going to be the head coach of a PDL team here in West Palm Beach uh, this summer. So if I'm, I need a goalkeeper. So, you know, I'd love to have you. So I was like, all right, great. You know, I don't have, uh, I would love to, you know, I, I didn't have anything at the time. I knew PDL would be great to get some games, you know, because that was some of the advice that I was getting from some of the coaches and things like that. So I was like, great, I'll do that, you know. And, you know, I ended up, you know, accepting that, and, you know, JP ends up, you know, John Pascarella over at Minnesota United ends up uh, contacting me, you know, maybe about a month or two later saying, hey, we can get you into Minnesota uh, here, you know, the MLS team for a week in May, you know, these dates, I wanted to, you know, I know we've been talking, I wanted to reserve it for you, you know, so I was like, wow, you know, of course, you know, I'll definitely come out, so, you know, I went up there and trained with with them for the week in May, and it was a great experience, you know, and with MLS players, you know, who, you know, some of these guys are veterans, you know, in the league, you know, the other goalkeeper there was Bobby Shuttleworth, over 100 MLS games, and, you know, another thing I learned is that, you know, sometimes we look at these players, like, some of these, like, top of the line, like, players are like oh my gosh like this guy's yeah I was just saying about Donovan Ricketts I was talking very highly about Donovan Ricketts but it's because I respect the guy right but what I learned about Bobby Shuttleworth is that like is that like yeah he's he's good like he's a really he's a good goalkeeper and he's played over 100 MLS games all that stuff and but at the same time he got to where he was because I could tell He's just a grinder. Like just worked his tail off. Like there was nothing too special about him. Like 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 he was just so confident in his abilities, you know? And um yeah, uh so that's something I took away from it as well. Um so after that week, you know, I I get back to, to West Palm Beach, um, got good advice from JP in 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 Minnesota um 
And yeah, so I, he, you know, I, I went back, played the PDL season in West Palm Beach, and then um, huh, talk about you know the, sur- the the story coming full circle here is you know Sam Howard, the guy who I was at the first combine with back back out of college at PSC. You know that goalkeeper. He, uh, you know, I got in contact with him about asking about you know clubs in Sweden, and then it turned out you know I, I reached out to you know his old coach, and it turned out that they needed a goalkeeper because their goalkeeper had just gotten injured, and he said, "Oh, I trust Sam because he was with us for two two years." You know, so you know they ended up giving offering me, uh, you know, a spot with the team, so. You know, I was like, definitely, you know, so I'll, I, I'll go over there, you know, like, this is great, you know, uh, you know, a new opportunity, go play over in Sweden for, for EFK Olmol, um, and, 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 and start my career abroad, my abroad career, you know, so, you know, and so this was the, this was what, it's summer, July of 2018, you know, so I get over there and the other goalkeeper, you know, I, I heard like he wasn't playing too good, but the team was killing it. it was, they were at the mid-season point. They were, they were killing it. It's the first top, top of the table by a lot. And I play the first game and it was a, it was a Swedish cup qualification match. And, you know, the other goalkeeper, he, he was just coming back from injury slash he kind of got re-injured again when I was there so yeah he wasn't available for the game so I started you know the Swedish cup game I played good I played good um we ended up losing unfortunately because they got a penalty kick in the last literally like the 97th minute of the game and it was a great shot like I I was so keen on saving it too Guess the right way. He just roofed at top corner. So, but um, yeah, unfortunate result. But hey, you know it was it was good to get the debut out of the way, and um, yeah. So, um, then the league matches come, and I find myself like I found myself not starting in the first league match, and I was a little surprised. I was like, huh. That is interesting. I was actually a little pissed. I was like, why? Like, I thought I was, you know, the starting goal. What did I do? I didn't do anything wrong, you know? Like, um, so, yeah, the other goalkeeper was from Bosnia. And we had a couple Bosnians on the team. And I know that they, that club had a relationship with an agent. Their agents, basically, from Bosnia. So I don't know if there was any pressure that was being put on on that side, on that front. I was going with no agent. So like, again, like there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes, you know. So, um, so yeah, so he ends up starting the next four games. And I am frustrated, very, very frustrated because, you know, I'm, I know I'm much better than this. I'm, okay, may, maybe not much better, but I know I am better than this other goalkeeper. And, you know, I know I'm very confident in my abilities and I just didn't understand why I wasn't starting. And yeah, so another thing you'll learn. Oh, another thing that I've learned across this this journey 
is that coaches have opinions, right? And some coaches' opinions, yeah, there's some, some, coach, some coaches will see you as a diamond and then some coaches will, can, this, will see you as trash, you know? It, and it all depends on what coach, you know, likes your style or what kind of player you are, right? And, you know, there's no right or wrong. This is the beauty of football, okay? you know, soccer. This is the beauty of the sport is, is, is that, you know, like, you know, we all have opinions and like, you know, and, and things like that. And so I did not play those first four matches and I was getting pissed. And then one day the coach just comes up to me and says, hey, Samir, which is the other goalkeeper's name, Samir is, is, is having visa issues, and so he's going home tomorrow, back to Bosnia, so now you're the starting goalkeeper, and when he said that, like, it didn't really register, like, with me, but the only thing that really did register with me, I was, I, I was just, like, I just told him, I was like, yeah, I'm ready, I've been ready, I know, that was it, really, like, because, like, it wasn't like this huge, like high, like, whoa, like, yes, you know, it was more like, yeah, great, I'm ready, let's go, you know, uh, really interesting, so I ended up playing the last six matches of the season there, and we ended up getting promotion, you know, which was really cool, it was a great experience doing that, and, you know, yeah, so, uh, you know, one verse that really you know, sticks out to me here, and it's on my Instagram as well, I have pictures of, of when I played over at, you know, Yifko Omol, and, um, and this verse is, is in the caption of this, of those pictures, and, you know, it says, it's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, right, and, and it's, it's plans really that, that he has for us that we, you know, at the time we don't understand, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, um, at the time, like, I didn't understand why I was not starting, you know, and I was very frustrated, and then playing those last, you know, six games and helping the team earn promotion, by the end, when I reflected on it, and I was like, wow, like, God, God brought me this path was has been incredible. Like I went through a low, a very low at the like it was a lot. It was a roller coaster if you think about it. You know how it went. I got in this huge high that I'm coming over to Sweden, right? You know, finally starting my career abroad, and then I I dropped down to a low because I'm not starting these first four matches and with nothing in sight. Like I was like, man, I'm not going to start these next six mat these last matches either. This the team is winning. The team is doing good. I I don't I don't see my I don't want to come out here for a full waste, you know. And then I, it goes back up because you know I I'm starting. Um, we earn promotion, all that stuff, and playing well in the games. So you know, again, you know Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans plans to give you a hope and a future right and yeah it was it was a great it was a cool experience and I decided to after the season to stay in Sweden um when the season ended 
so that I can get trials with, with higher level clubs, you know? And so once I did that, 